I ordered one thinking, hey, all three will show up at the same time. The one I ordered from WWE Shop just last week got to my house. I sent it to the Midwest. He has received it before mine on the Oregon Trail, you know, pony show, whatever. <laughs> yep. Is, <laughs> has gotten to pony my house. Show. Yeah, exactly. The donkey show, pony show, you know. <laughs> That's actually more expensive than the Hogan Zeus two-pack. <laughs> <laughs> Try to get tickets to that. Not if you go to discounts.com, though, I heard. (laughs) (laughs) I heard you have to pay extra for that anyways. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that a sugar product? It's going to be Jeff. The cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite things. Wrestling figure. Ain't so separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 350 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. Sitting alongside next to me is our two-time, count it, two-time <laughs> fantasy baseball champion, back-to-back champion, my brother who shared none of the winnings with me, that jerk, <laughs> Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello, but Jeff, I want to point out that Scotty two belts to you. And Scott, joining us this week is the man who sat with me as the person that gave up the second most points against in the fantasy baseball league because <laughs> I was first in most points against. And that's why I didn't make the playoffs. Poor Jeff. You got boat race this season, dude, dude. It wasn't fair, dude. I had, <laughs> dude, I had people calling Georgia to find extra votes and stuff or points. I mean, you know, stuff like it was crazy, dude. But anyways, Tim from the pulling up a chair podcast, Tim, what's going on, man? Hey guys, how's it going? Yeah, I, I, that's quite a distinction to be the uh, second most slaughtered team in the league. <laughs> you know what? Wear it as a badge of honor. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get a uh, patch and it will say first PA, which stands for points against. And then next, uh, next draft, I'll have a patch for you, Tim, that says second PA. <laughs> Is it fair to say that I got all my hazing out of the way this year and next year, maybe not so many runs against me? Uh, dude, I don't wish as many points as we gave up on anyone, dude. It was sucks so bad. <laughs> like there it's was, all luck. There was one matchup. I remember, I know we're a wrestling figure podcast. Now we're getting to fall our fancy baseball league, but there was one matchup I had against a last place team. And I'm like, okay, I think I have a good week and stuff. It came down to Sunday and I won by five points. It was, it ended up being like 238 to 233. I'm like, okay. This person has the least points for how the hell did they put up 233 on this one particular week? And I was stressing on Sunday. Your fantasy uh, pitching or your fantasy defense is awful, dude. Oh, dude, our my ERA was through the roof. <laughs> I played horrible fantasy defense. <laughs> Shame on you. Tim, how are you doing? What's going on in your world over there? I'm doing good, man. I'm really honored that you guys had me on the podcast. Obviously, there's fans of your show that have been around a lot longer than I have, but uh, I don't miss an episode and it means a lot to me that you guys would have me on. Of course, man. You know, you're part of the tune family, dude. There's a lot of people that are part of the family and you're one of them. One of the pillars of the fig life too. 
you know, yeah, talk about Tim. GDM and I'm, I'm putting Tim up there as well. I had a chair shot on Twitter and just one of the good guys in the community to the point where Tim, you started your podcast, shining a big spotlight on the fig life community. And that means a ton to Jeff and I. So I want to give you props and thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. And, and uh, I've said it before on my podcast, but it bears repeating. I, I was toying around with doing that for a long time. And it was one, one week, Scott just kind of announced that next week my podcast was starting and I, well, I, I better start then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had been talking for a minute about it and it was, you know, you were kind of back and forth and waiting on starting it. And I, I knew you just had to do it. You, you had stories to tell and, there were people out there with stories to tell and you needed to put a microphone in front of them. So I'm glad that any pressure I put on you, sorry, not sorry. I'm glad that you started that show. Yeah. Just put some pressure on me to do better in fantasy baseball next year. <laughs> <laughs> stop giving up so many points. <laughs> well, if, well, if you would have made the trade with me for Goldie, I'm just, oh, stop it. I'm sorry. I'm stop sorry. It. But why don't you get that plug out of the way real quick? Yeah. It's uh, pulling up a chair with a chair shot, uh, on, as you say, Jeff, wherever you get your podcast, Google that and should come up and appreciate any listens I get. Absolutely, man. And of course, everybody knows where to find our shirts, where to find our social medias. And you can also send any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fully posable WFP at gmail.com. Calm. Okay, Tim, you sent a text message to Scott and I last night regarding cards. You didn't get those, did you? I didn't. So, uh, spoiler alert, I'm the old man in the community. I have failing technolo technological uh, laptops, cell phones, you name it. Um, I text you guys while I was in the store like, hey, I, I heard that episode with Mike last week. Is Are these the cards? And lo and behold, the message didn't go through. And I'm like, these guys aren't answering. That's kind of strange. I got outside and the the wheel of death was still spinning. <laughs> so I didn't get the cards just because at 30 bucks or whatever it was, I was like, I, I don't want to pay that if this isn't the right cards, but yeah, I got it. Um, yeah. So I skipped out on them, but I'll, I'll get back to those soon. I'm sure. Got it. Are you collecting anything right now? Any He-Man, any GI Joe, any wrestling figures at all? No. Uh, well, wrestling figures, of course, um, I'm pretty farewell, fairly caught up on those right now. I should say. I did dive in thanks to Nate. Uh, he got me all, I always say Nate provokes the stoke and he got me into those Batman 66 figures. Ah, so yes. I, I went out and bought all those. Uh, so I think I, I didn't get any of the extras, but I've got like the, you know, the basic, every character and the, the cave and the uh, villains layer in the Batmobile. Actually speaking of our buddy, Nate. Uh, so I bought the, Batmobile that comes with the set, but then lo and behold, that Batmobile is not really to scale, and the figures stick out the top of the over the windshield. So Nate, oh yeah, so Nate turned me on to I think it was the Mattel version. I can't even remember. It's it is, yeah. Did you score it? The it's yeah, the I did. One. Nice, dude. That's yeah. awesome. Right so on. So thanks to Nate over at Ring Skirts, I was able to figure all that out and take my old take the. uh McFarlane Batmobile back and then and then went and bought that one online. So yeah, I'm all set. So that's nice. kind of it. Um, of course, Scott, you got me into the uh the kiss figures. I got that set and got those set up. Yep, those um, AXNs, man. Those are a thing of beauty. Yes, yes. So that's that's kind of what I've got going on right now and and working on a lot of custom figures and doing all that sort of stuff. So but, Tim, did you see on Target you can pre-order 
the NYCC 2022 Batman lunchbox, or I should say Batman 66 lunchbox that comes with four figures and four tops cards. No. Okay. So check it out on target. Uh, it's the NYCC 2022 uh, exclusive McFarlane uh, 66 Batman. It's an old school Batman lunchbox. I want to say it's 60 bucks. I'm, I'm going to pre-order mine. Uh, it comes with Batman, Robin, Joker, and Penguin. And I think they're tops cards. I believe it's that old Batman tops. It looks like those anyway. I don't know if they're tops licensed. Anyway, they could be reprints. And then four cards all inside of a lunchbox. Oh, nice, man. Thanks for the heads up. I'm looking forward to checking those out. Absolutely. Yeah, just make sure you get in because I'm sure that's something that's going to sell out. I just saw it today. Yeah, that's the the 66 stuff is, uh, you know, you don't have to ask twice. If that's out there, I'm going to go. I'm going to go grab it. Yep. Adam West is my Batman, too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Scott, did you pick up anything? Uh, No, I didn't really purchase anything. Well, no, I take that back. I did pre-order because they showed some G.I. Joe stuff over the weekend. They had the Hasbro Pulse Con. So I did. Dude, I lucked out and got a Serpentor. Oh, did Serpentor sell out pretty quick? Almost immediately. Oh, it was one of those member of the Zartan uh, yeah. SDCC where I like almost threw my laptop through the window and <laughs> swore off the whole classified line altogether. I was done with it, wiping my hands of it uh, like a dealer walking away from a table. I'm like, I'm out. Um, <laughs> I ended up getting the Serpentor and oh, okay. I was panicking because I somehow I did not have my credit card information saved in my laptop, which I could have sworn that I've done multiple times how I got uh-huh. the Hogan and Zeus. Okay. Um, but I went to buy the Serpentor and it needed some information. And I'm like, oh crap, I thought it was already in there. I didn't have it in front of me. I had to race downstairs, grab my wallet, punch in the information and then hope it didn't sell out. And I was like, come on, baby. And <laughs> lucked out, got Serpentor, uh, went on and also did pre-orders. I didn't get these through Hasbro. Serpentor was through Hasbro Pulse, not these. I got Outback and CoverGirl. I want to say there were two more. Anyway, Ordered all of the the classifieds on BBTS that were okay. up for pre-order. Uh, Shipwreck Torpedo, those are TBD on later purchase dates. Um, but yeah, I got all my G.I. Joe classifieds wrapped up. That was pretty much it, dude. Nice. Uh, I, I did get a uh, an email from Target saying that one of my shipments was delayed. And I went on and I looked and I was like, what's delayed? And it, sure enough, it was the Outback. Oh, I canceled mine. I did as well because I was like, I have to be out on the GI Joes. Oh, wait, for sure. For sure. hundred uh, percent. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Well, I canceled <laughs> mine because I like the one that they just released or that they're, they just announced and then put it for pre-order. Okay. That is like the old school look outback. That's why I canceled that uh, target exclusive. So I just canceled this one. I, I think okay. I'm almost 100% out. <laughs> I went onto my Hasbro pulse and I saw, I didn't mean to hijack your segment, but no, um, I'm good. I was done. Uh, but I did go on to Hasbro Pulse and I'm looking at everything that I've pre-ordered that hasn't come in yet. Are you canceling that too? I, uh, <laughs> you sound so confident. It's hard to do. It's hard to do. It's still there, but it's hard to do. So anyways. <laughs> gotcha. So did you get Major Blood? No, I picked up uh, the twins. The Crimson I'm sorry, Storm. not Major Blood. Dr. Mindbender. I apologize. No, I didn't. Okay. So you, okay. Yeah. So I have the Crimson Twins. I have the His Tank. Stalker. I don't know if I have Stalker. I don't. Crimson Guard? No, I don't think I have him. Okay, Dusty? No. I think. Okay, so you passed on all those, dude. You may as well jump out. I think I'm going to. I do do still have on pre order that Baroness writing a Transformer. 
Oh, oh, you jumped in on that. That's I right. I did. And, and I, you did the um the Sky Striker. Exactly. So I mean, you could always flip them. I mean, especially the Sky Striker because that was a uh kickstarter or whatever you want to call it a crowdfund yep so there's going to be some money in that for sure but you could always flip it after the fact yeah that's true that is true but what else did we get in man you know we've been doing the show for almost seven years and when stuff like this happens it's such a good reminder of why we do the show and the people that we touch through the show and the friends that we've made a group of people got together and commissioned some custom Hasbro figures through Jason Wolf. And those custom figures were of Jeff and I as the British Bulldogs. Do you want to add that to not literally touched, but anyways, <laughs> sorry. I just, I just wanted to say that, you know, we have not used our influence to do any of that <laughs> yet. <laughs> there is time and hope. No promises. There are several meet and greets coming up. <laughs> Or fan meets, whatever you want to call it. Chica's tacos meetup. <laughs> Air quotes. But anyways, go ahead. Watch out for Jeff. He's grabby. Oh. I'm just saying. I grew up with you. But anyways, go ahead. Well, no, that was that was it. I, I know you've got the list of, of people we want to thank, but dude, like, and I was telling the guys in the group thread this too. It's just, it's humbling it, when, when yes. people do things like this for you. It's humbling and you appreciate it so much. And uh, I know I say that kind of often on the show, but it, honestly, like it's from the bottom of our hearts. And I, I'm speaking for you too, Jeff, like when you guys do things like this for us and Tim, you're, you're guilty of it too, man. You've, you sent me the Ace Freely AXN figure. You sent me Ricochet figures. You sent me the, the Undisputed Era set. You know, you've gone out of your way to support the show and to support my figure collecting. And now a group got together and made custom Hasbro's of you and I, Jeff, as the British Bulldogs. And, you know, I don't need to tell you guys how good Jason's stuff is. I tell you every week, you know exactly how good it is. Like that custom chop shop, Jason's work on those custom Hasbros is incredible. I love the magnetic feature. And the fact that a group got together and thought enough of you and I, Jeff, to do this for us, I can't overstate it. Like it's just humbling. And then you remember why you do this show every week. And the fact that people appreciate it and want to do stuff like this for us, it's just, I appreciate it so much. And I'm not trying to get all mushy, but like, honestly, like we love you guys and we do have the best listeners in podcasting because you guys do things like this for us. And we just, we appreciate it so much. We love you guys. I got the box yesterday. And when I took everything out, I, I was like amazed. I was like, oh, who's cutting onions, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. It was just so cool, dude. And I knew immediately who they were when I saw them too. Like, that's how good Jason's work is. Like if you turn my, my character head to the side, it's even got like the swoop up for the spikes on my hair in the front. Like the, th that little detail of the hair in the front. Like it's not just a flat top. That would yep. have been easy. No, no, no. It's the custom, like the little swoop up with the spikes, like amazing yep. job. And then the sides are customized with the name and <clears throat> excuse me. And then fig life on the other side. And it's, it's very clearly the British Bulldogs attire, like just amazing, amazing all around. Just so touching, dude. I do want to thank Travis Fowler, big underscore Bane. Steve Hoker, Rad Chad, Ring Skirts, Mike the Cleaner, GBM, Ethan Chambers, Drew Vensel, Dobro, Soda Hunter, Nick Haddix, uh, Sith Lord Sammy, Sammy Evans, Eric Brown, and Tim, a chair shot, Keith Brockus, and the Nerdy Laser. I want to <laughs> I want to thank everybody for that. Literally, I didn't want to Ric Flair, but I was like, 
damn it. You know, I, <laughs> I, I don't, I'm going to just be good. I'm going to be good. And I, honestly, I, I couldn't put them down last night because of how much they meant to me. Absolutely. I, I, I kept them all around me last night, whether I was eating dinner, they were sitting in front of me eating dinner. They were eating dinner with me. Scott was right there. Um, <laughs> uh, I just couldn't put them down if, until finally I was like, okay, I need to get to bed. And finally <laughs> I'm going to put my new toys away. So finally they went up on the uh, fireplace mantle and that's where they're going to stay until I get my detox up. And you put them in the, the case, right? I I'm going to, I've got to find my cases. Oh yeah. So I know we spoke about this, but Saturday when you come out, I need two if you've got them, because I don't want to put mine out because God forbid they fall and break. I will be just literally devastated. Yeah. So if you've got extras, I need to, please. Uh, Tim, what were you saying? I, I was going to say, there's no room under your bed for them to. No, well, they with not them. with all those hot dogs. Will yeah. they spawn into hot dogs? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, they might, you might wake up and they'll have the Hogan hot dog tan. <laughs> <laughs> Just steady diet of under the bed, hot dogs and LJN fingers. <laughs> made him the man he is today with the cast iron stomach you, you never know if you're chewing on a hot dog or sd's leg right <laughs> they're about the same six to one half dozen of the other <laughs> again thank you to everybody that shipped in this has been going on since february so honestly and, and honestly had no idea dude. zero Shannon was like yeah i knew about this i'm like what yeah zero like clear. yeah we we contributed photos and i'm like are you kidding me you've known about this the whole time I just wanted to add into there. Um, I, I was, I was honored to be a part of that group and um, shout out to breaker and Jason Wolf for setting that up and, and crawling all of us together. And it's just so cool that, that they do that. You guys get these figures and the, the ones of us that are, you know, supporting it. It's, it's kind of like a legacy thing for me anyway. Like it just like whether I'm getting a, getting a figure for somebody or, pitching in on a project like that it's just and i think all the guys feel that way i hate to speak for everybody because they're obviously not here but i think it's just the coolest thing that we can all chip in and and do stuff like that and and wolf did an amazing job as it's almost like a given right i mean it's like what was he gonna put out a bad figure on you know but <laughs> um yeah and and breaker it's just such a cool dude i've been so stoked to become friends with that guy to some extent then you know out in digital world anyway and and uh, he always seems to think of these things and i just i i think highly of those guys it's one of the coolest parts of the show right jeff like you see this group of people now not just networking and chatting but like like tim said to his point becoming friends mm-hmm. like just through this show and through breaker and bane show and the other figure podcasts that that are buddies of ours just to watch everybody now form this big community and become friends and, and then to all get together and do something like this for somebody. It just, man, it's just so humbling and we appreciate it so much, man. Honestly, thank you. Yeah. Honestly, I can't say thank you enough for, for these figures. Also great work by Gonzo customs for the uh, head sculpts. Fantastic. I love the 3d renderings that were put out. Yeah. Those are awesome. Thank you. Uh, anybody that was involved, uh, just honest blanket. Thank you to you guys. Absolutely. So, let's jump into the news. All right. Starting with the news, Foco showed off their Johnny Knoxville bobblehead. So awesome. It's so awesome. It's limited to 332. I believe it set on the garbage can. So if you would like head on over to Foco and pre-order your Johnny Knoxville bobblehead. He has his outfit from WrestleMania. Scott, I asked you if you were getting it. You said no, because you're waiting for the elite. 
Yeah, it's, I've got to get the figure. And then it becomes a question of, does that Johnny Knoxville figure go in the wrestling figure shelf in the Detolf? Or does he go on the movie shelf in the Detolf? Great question. I would say technically because he's in his wrestling gear, he should probably go on the wrestling shelf. Probably. But I don't know, man. RoboCop's on the movie shelf. And RoboCop is really close to getting moved next to Sting. You ne- if he gets moved next to Sting, you need a shark cage. This is true. And pose RoboCop pulling the cage door off. Right. Right. Yeah. Something like that. All right. We have another and new wrestling company, the Asylum All-Stars Series 1 Hawk and Animal with removable shoulder pads. This is 1987-88 Road Warriors with the black yes. shoulder pads. Yes. They are officially licensed. These will be five and a half inch articulated figures similar to Remco's or the Superstar Series. Series one will be five figures. The first two announced was Hawk and Animal. We'll find out who the other three are. No brainer right here for me, dude. Even without title belts, they've got the removable shoulder pads. The face paint on them looks great. I am 100% in on both Hawk and Animal with this. No pre-order date yet, folks. And they will be $24.99. Oh, really? So you know a price point. I saw the price point in one of the Facebook groups I'm in. Oh, dude, I'm 100% in on those at $25. I was fearing they were going to be $40 a pop and it was going to be a nightmare to get them. Now, let's not forget, Asylum has done Pillow Buddies. Yes, of the Road Warriors. Yeah, you and I own the similar Road Warrior look Pillow Buddies that they did, what, a year or two ago. Uh, Paul, right before Animal passed away, actually. Correct. Um, And Paul Ellering signed them. And those were amazing. So if these are anywhere close to the quality that those were, um, I'm going to be super happy with those. But just from what I've seen in the photos, these look amazing. Yeah. Tim, did you see them? I have not seen them, but uh, my ears are up, man. I I like what I'm hearing here. I'll I'll text it over to you. Yeah, please do. Dude, they're beautiful. Removable shoulder pads, just absolutely awesome. 1987-88 Road Warriors, that's just hitting our nostalgia right there. Well, and not just for the Road Warriors, it's for that love of the Remco line, right? Like you mentioned that it's kind of a inspiration from the Remco's mirrors, the superstars line. And Tim, I know you, well, cause you and I are around the same age, right? We're yeah, close. You're- I, I think I've you bested. I think I'm officially the, uh, the grandpa of the whole. <laughs> of the fit of the, of the fig life. <laughs> yeah. But uh, grandpa Tim, but uh, yeah, I'm about your age. Yeah. So you grew up with like Jeff and I did, you grew up with the Remco's, the LJNs. Those are your first wrestling figures. So I know that you share the love for Remco's like we do. Um, are you in on the superstars line at all? I am. Yeah. Um, I immediately started buying the, the He-Man crossover ones and just ditching all the He-Man accessories. I'm not, I collected He-Man when I was younger, but I, I I'm not in on any of that stuff as an adult but um, gotcha. yeah so i i immediately just started stripping those down and making them my kind of my rule is like if they were if they could have been in the remco line i buy them if they're you know i'm not going to get like any of today's guys but the older ones yeah i'm and so i'm all in on the superstars also gotcha and that's not just because you love wrestling figures that's also because of the remco inspiration is that correct oh yeah man well said i can't re- remember if remco was 1A or LJN was, I, I'm constantly worrying myself which one I bought first, but definitely gotcha. spent hours with, with both of those lines. And you actually had the Matt Mania set, like at when it came out in like 86, right? 
Yeah, the only one I didn't get was the, or I think the only one I didn't get was the Barbarian, but um, the Nord. Man. Um, but I, I had all those, man. I just, they were they were readily available and I, I pretty much had all of them. That's insane. Do you remember where you found them? Because we would always get ours at Toys R Us. And then like every once in a while, we'd be at some random toy store and they'd have them and we'd pick them up. But we literally never saw the Map Mania series. I got a lot of those figures at Remco, or I think it was it Jemco or oh Jemco, place Jemco. that target Jemco in Redwood City. Yeah, gotcha. I know I got a lot of those figures there. I I can't say specifically that I remember where I got the the Matt Manias, but man, I had so much fun playing with this. But now I'm kind of like, well, it would be kind of cool if they were on cards still, huh? Well, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, but then you don't have that experience of all the great matches that you had and putting the cards together, yeah. so. I don't even regret it a little bit. Like I look back at our big LJN pile that's all open and the Hasbro's and the Remco's. I don't even regret it a little bit. It'd be great to have them on card now, but man, all those memories of just sitting playing Remco's or playing yeah. LJN's, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade a carded version for any of those memories. I just, I love playing with them and people still give me crap about burning the uh, Hasbro's in hell, but <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to double down, man. Those Remco's are special. And I think that it's awesome that Mattel is doing a love letter to them. And now the Asylum Wrestling Store is doing a love letter to them. And you're seeing people excited about it. They're putting their money behind this line all out of the love for Remco. So am I the only one out there that would have made that pick? I don't think so. Yeah, I want to take some of the heat off you, Scott. You don't deserve all of it. Uh, <laughs> well, thank with, you. With the, with, the, with the Hasbro, if you guys want to at me, go for it. I, I got out of collecting wrestling figures after the LJN and Remco stuff shut down and the Hasbro's came. And part of the reason was at that stage, I was like, okay, A, I've already bought all these figures. I don't want to buy them again. Good but point. B, I didn't see them as anything I could do any matches with, or they were too cartoony. Now adult me likes them for opposite reasons, because it is a concise thing where you could collect the whole series. Uh, most lines you can't possibly be a completionist but so i like that about the hasbros but man if i went back i would way rather have all the all the remcos or all the ljns there you go man there was just something about those remcos and do you still have your old remcos tim i do yeah nice. um not many of them are in very great condition because like i say that was they were taking bumps for at least a couple decades <laughs> those things are just well loved man that's the way i look at them when you see those figures and they've got paint loss and scuff marks on them that's amazing to me i love that that's just great childhood memories right there yeah couldn't agree more man all right let's move over to the rsc exclusive raw ring with ultimate edition kane <laughs> we have an opinion <laughs> tim do you want to take this over i guess i'm just gonna be like the most hated man in the wrestling figure community by the end of this podcast. you know what no you're not dude because a lot of people actually said the same things that you are about to say i have a feeling because i was reading a lot of i'm not gonna say a lot of negative but a lot of people were like man not something that we just got the yeah. ultimate edition ring you know we're good you know, we do want the ultimate edition cane, but we can get that elsewhere. So a lot of people were saying those same words. But anyways, what were you going to say? Well, I didn't mean to step on your introduction. No, by all means. Go <laughs> no, ahead. Please go for it. I just feel like all of us got lassoed into the crowdfund project, which I guess if we're being honest, like the main thing I think people wanted in that was the Macho Man or maybe the entrance stage. Mm -hmm. But 
by and large, we all took a ring. We all took, you know, people like the doink and they like the diesel. But I think the main event, do you guys feel that way that it's the the macho man and maybe the entrance stage? 100%. The macho man is what helped push that to the next level. The entrance stage, I think a lot of people are happy with. I think they're happy with the ring, but I definitely think that macho pushed it to the next level. Well, yeah, but for me, dude, the macho man was like the icing on the cake. The cake itself was that entrance stage. Okay. That to me was a total package. Like, yeah, well said. Yeah, the ring is cool. Um, I don't know if the ring is better than the real scale ring that RSC had years ago that came with the blue cage, Jeff, that you got me for Christmas. It's literally sitting to my right, right here, all assembled. It's uh-huh. beautiful. I don't know that the the new gen ring is any better than that. The selling point for me, and I'll echo what Tim said exactly, was the Macho Man and was the entrance stage. Those were the big pieces in that, 100%. Got it. That's why I bought in. I could have done without the diesel and the doink. That was, you know, I guess the cherry on top. But mm-hmm. yeah, to me, it was 100% macho entrance stage. I agree with Scott. And I was just going to say that I feel like the ring, there was only one real scale ring by Mattel all these years, right? Uh, real scale. It, I, was it that? No, Mattel didn't make that one. The, oh, the, the first one they didn't make? It's Wicked Cool Toys that made the, the RSC ones. You're right, Jeff. Mattel oh. did. Uh, was that the light up raw ring that was the real scale? No, before that. I'm going wonderful. back to like when Mattel first got the line, I feel like they had some kind of thing that they put out like okay. in the very early stages, a real scale, but I may have that wrong, man. We need Nate on here as a fact check. Yeah. He knows this. <laughs> Where's the great ring skirts when we need them. <laughs> well, so, so anyways, either they, either they made one or they never made one, but in either event that to me was a big part of what brought me in on the crowdfund was like, holy crap, after all this time, we're going to get a real scale ring that, that looks pretty good. And for our collection, that's, you know, that's, that's a rare thing. And then like within two weeks of me getting it, they're like, Hey, guess what? We're just pushing another one out through ringside. And so like my ring really doesn't matter anymore. You know, like I didn't need to back that because I could have just, I mean, I wouldn't have got the entrance stage and I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer because I'm still stoked with it. I just, I thought the ringside thing was a little cheap. That's all. Okay. Yeah. It, you feel maybe it took some steam or it did take some steam out of what was a really sweet crowdfund by Mattel for the new gen ring. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm still stoked with the, with the crowdfund and I, I hope they do more. I just, sorry to, I didn't mean to let that gasp out on the uh, ringside <laughs> chain ring, but uh, uh, anyway, sorry, Jeff. <laughs> no, 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 man. A lot of people are saying the same exact thing a lot of people just weren't they weren't sold on it a lot of people are like yeah you know i'm gonna just pass on it try to get cane from ebay or something or I, that's a lot of the stuff i was reading honestly or you know if you have to pull a silver lining out of this you know now you can if you did miss out on the new gen set but you wanted a ring a real scale ring well now you can go buy one and get an ultimate edition cane figure i guess yeah um but let's not forget to point out jeff figures toy company actually i just saw today uh, released a, I, I don't even know what you would call it, like a real scale ring. I don't know if that's trademarked as real scale, <laughs> but it's an amazing ring that's got boards that go across the bottom underneath the ring mat that you can lay over the top. It's got yep. leather turnbuckle covers. So yep. if this sounds interesting at all, figurestoycompany.com has that ring available right now. And Nate oh, loves nice. their rings too. Yes, he does. Nate swears by those. He swears by them. Tim, have you seen that ring by Figures Toy Company? I have not seen that one. 
Okay, yeah, they just announced it today and showed some pictures of it. The thing looks incredible. Okay, per action figure attack, Hogan and Funk Ultimates will be on sale in November. Exact date will be announced later this month. Now, regarding the Ultimates, I want to thank Jordan for sending this over. He said, by the way, the Hulk Hogan and Terry Funk is a bundle. You have to get both. He said, uh, big famous Terry would outsell the hell out of poor Terry. <laughs> he says, I assume the whole wave will be based on LJN, same attires and same poses in box. You better at least let them out of that poor shipper, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> You've been challenged. I, Cut I, down I, the cardboard pile. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't promise anything. <laughs> <laughs> so remember how Hogan and Zeus popped up on WWE shop just last week? Yeah. I got that Hogan and Zeus on uh, Saturday. I still haven't received my Mattel creations. Nor have I. So what I did is I had the set set aside for someone. Right. I just told them, I said, look, I still have the other two coming. I guess they're on a pony, a pony coming across the States. Yes. A a covered (laughs) wagon. A covered wagon, Oregon (laughs) Trail style, Oregon Trail. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully the horse doesn't die of dysentery. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well done as they're writing the thing they're playing shitty flute but anyways <laughs> no they're not nobody's oh. playing that dude except for shitty flute himself <laughs> but anyways it's taken 11 days for mine to get from pennsylvania to indiana so i'm hearing end of october dude oh jesus christ yeah i just read today somebody had put up they're reading like october 28th <laughs> so if you miss the first wave of shipments yeah a lot of people got theirs you're now in the second batch of shipments and which I am as well. So we're looking very end of October for delivery. Oh, good God. So anyways, I sent off the one that I got Saturday to the person that I, you know, I was like, Hey, I have yours. I'm going to just get it to you. He just got it today. <laughs> and so he has his before you have so yours. <laughs> let's, let's look at this. I ordered one thinking, Hey, all three will show up at the same time. The one I ordered from WWE shop just last week, got to my house. I sent it to the Midwest. He has received it before mine on the Oregon Trail, you know, pony show, whatever. <laughs> yep. Is, has gotten to pony my house. Show. Yeah, exactly. The donkey show, pony show, you know. <laughs> That's actually more expensive than the Hogan Zeus Dupac. <laughs> Try to get tickets to that. Not if you go to discounts.com, though, I heard. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you have to pay extra for that anyways. <laughs> so anyways, I just had to laugh about that. Anyway. That's crazy, dude. But yeah, I, I got my notification. I already got my Macho Man Ultimate. But yeah, like a lot of people, I'm still waiting on that No Holds Barred 2 pack. Dude, that Macho Ultimate's really good, dude. It is really good. Yeah, and, it's outstanding. I got the Macho Ultimate from Target. That one is, I'm not a big fan of that era of Macho. NWO, you mean? Yeah. Okay. I'm not a big fan, but I got to say that figure is beautiful. Well, you know what's crazy is you say you're not a fan of that era. That might be his best match that he had during his career. Against was DDP? During that era. Yeah, his feud with DDP. Oh, Man, yeah. that match that they had was outstanding. And, you know, you're maybe not going to put it up against Savage Steamboat. Right. But I would say maybe second in his career. And I mean, Macho Man was Mr. WrestleMania before HBK and his series of matches with DDP, dude, it's like a one in one a situation in Macho Man's career. Like number one, obviously for me and for a lot of people, Savage Steamboat, but right under that in terms of Macho's library of matches, I've got to put Macho and DDP right underneath that. Yeah. So I, I would be a fan of that era Macho Man 
if only for that feud and the fact that we were at that big time wrestling show the day after his death and Lanny Poffo was supposed to be there. Obviously Lanny Poffo did not show up, but DDP was holding court at his table and telling macho man stories Mm -hmm. and what a way to celebrate that guy. Then with, I mean, you had DDP right there just rattling off macho man story after story the day after macho passed away. And it was just great to kind of sit under that tree and listen to all of his story. It was great, dude. What a way to celebrate his life. Yeah. That was awesome. So anyways, I did get those two figures in as well. I forgot to mention those. Nice, but it's yeah. a good figure. And I've, I've been seeing everybody's pictures of them and they're outstanding. Those figures are awesome. Yeah. All right. I have a feeling we're to be talking about macho man figures again in the next segment, but who did Tim want to pull up a chair with series wise for the nostalgia segment. We'll find out. Before we get into the nostalgia segment, we want everybody to head over to wrestlingfiguredatabase.com. Of course, over there, we want you guys to go over and do a search for WWF LJN Series 3. And that's what we're going to be covering this week. So again, that's all that can all be found over at wrestlingfiguredatabase.com. All right, Tim. Should I ask what made you decide LJN Series 3? <laughs> well, it's a good question. And uh, before I answer it, just want to say shout out to Dylan over at the Wrestling Figure Database. Uh, and uh, I'm definitely one of the guys that's extremely grateful for all the work he's put in over there. So shout out to you, brother. Absolutely. Um, as far as the figures go, the LJN Series 3 for me, um, I always forget how extensive these series are. So I felt a little guilt, guilty picking uh, one of these series because there's a million figures in there. It's, it's <laughs> LJN, dude. Don't feel guilty. Totally fine. Yeah. That's what Rad Chad did with the Hasbro. What was it series three, I think, or series two? It was like 12 figures. I love going over those. For me, it was the evolution of the managers and, um, and getting Jesse Ventura, even though he was in a wrestling gear, uh, just such a huge part of the voice of my childhood and so to have his figure to now have at ringside to have the managers that you know could jump in and take a beating from hogan or whoever the face was that was in the ring that's what this series just it evolved playing with these figures to just such a crazy level i love it yeah you're right it redefined your playtime because now you didn't just have two guys going at it or four guys going at it in the ring now you had a manager at ringside a physical not an imaginary manager at ringside use Jimmy Hart as an example that can run in with his megaphone and knock somebody out. You had Bobby Heenan outside the ring that could trip up the ultimate warrior to allow Rick rude to pin him off of a suplex. Like you had a physical manager on the outside that now like redefined the way you were having your matches. And it, it, like I said, it redefined your playtime with these. And that was my favorite part of them incorporating managers into the series. I loved it. Not to mention they added jobbers. I'm not talking about Tito Santana, um, <laughs> SD Jones. Yes, that's right. So you hey, have somebody that Bundy could squash. It's a well-known fact that Tito Santana has a pinfall victory over The Undertaker. Oh, so I he is not that. a jobber. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> enhancement talent. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Scott, what you got for WWF LJN Series 3? Yes, sir. Love going back to these. WWF LJN Series 3. First up, the late, great, best of all time, either on the microphone, in the ring, given a promo, whatever you want, the great Bobby Heenan. The next up, Bruno San Martino, Captain Lou Albano, Classy Freddie Blassie, he came with a cane accessory, Corporal Kirshner, and he was beard, no beard, stubble, clean shaven, just all sorts of variants on that guy. Uh, this is one I never saw in the store, Dynamite Kid. Single card, yes. Yeah, the single card. I never saw, I mean, we obviously never saw the Killer Bees, but single card Bulldogs. We Correct. only saw them in a tag team set at best in San Leandro. I never saw the single cards out and about ever. No one did. Well, I shouldn't say no one. We we didn't see them out here on the West Coast. Tim, did you? I never did. No, okay. I got mine. Actually, I got my tag team Bulldogs at Mervyn's, if you can believe that. Nice, beautiful. And next up, of course, Dynamite Kids tag team partner, Davey Boy Smith. As Tim mentioned earlier, Jesse the Body Ventura, not in announcer gear, but in wrestling gear. And I think this figure might rank up more people's charts had they put him in one of those crazy outfits that he wore with the feather boas. And I mean, he kind of already had the look at his LJN as a wrestler, but I think if you dressed him up, made him a little crazy looking, I think that would be a lot of people's favorites in the LJN line. This one kind of takes a lot of trash from people, but I think if they had made him an announcer, Jesse, instead of a wrestler, Jesse, this figure would have done a lot better. Agreed. And also the pose that they gave him was horrible. Awful. Not good at all. Yeah. Good for a body slam, maybe a suplex. That's about it. Yeah. His arm was out. Like I'm a little teapot type thing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jeff. You're welcome. Next up, Jimmy Hart. And he had hearts or no hearts on the megaphone. My only complaint about that figure, it looked great. It was a great likeness, cool outfit. The megaphone was not removable. No, it was implanted in his hand. Yes, exactly. And one of the things Jimmy was known for was getting involved in matches, i.e. namely the Bulldogs title match against the Hart Foundation. Mm -hmm. That megaphone came into play and that would have elevated this figure, I think, to another level had that megaphone been removable. Correct. So I got to ask you guys, when you were playing with them, if you were going to have a megaphone attack, would make believe the wrestler had a megaphone in his hands or how did you approach that? I I can actually answer that. What I would do is I would have Jimmy jump up on the ring apron and then they would shoot the wrestler, whoever the Hart Foundation were facing. The Hart Foundation would shoot into the ropes and then Jimmy would hit him with the megaphone. Okay. So it was always Jimmy. It was never imaginary megaphone. Yeah, megaphone changing hands. Gotcha. Yeah, it, for me, this I was the same. I would have Jimmy actually run into the ring because we had the referee too. So the referee would be down. So sometimes I'd have Jimmy actually run into the ring and hit a dude with the megaphone. Or same as Jeff, he'd be on the apron, clock a guy when the ref didn't see it, distraction, whatever. And that was how we got the the interference from Jimmy Hart. Yep. Very nice. Is it, wait, did you do the same thing, Tim? Well, so I actually found a little orange cone that was like a toy-sized like construction cone that would be out in the road uh-huh. that was about the same size as the megaphone. And so if I was going to do that, of course, I had to put Jimmy Hart down on the ground so that I couldn't see his megaphone. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then I'd take the cone and that, you know, 
anvil or whoever was going to hit the guy with the with the megaphone I, I would give them the cone and that was and then i'd put the cone back behind my back and jimmy hart would jump back up with the megaphone and all's good <laughs> i love it that's that part of the whole imagination coming into play with these figures and that's the coolest part i love it yeah all right who else you got scott next up you got mean gene who was in his effort pose i guess he had both arms kind of thrown <laughs> up in the air like i don't care he was almost like the i don't care emoji mr fuji Randy Macho Man Savage, iconic LJN figure. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. I should mention Mr. Fuji also came with a cane accessory. Very good. Previously mentioned by Tim, S.D. Jones. And he came in either, either a red shirt or a yellow and blue Hawaiian shirt. Terry Funk. And he came packaged with a hat and branding iron accessory. Magnificent Morocco, who I've mentioned this. I never liked having my wrestlers in their entrance gear. And Morocco had a black t-shirt on that said Magnificent Morocco. And that, that in addition to his pose, which wasn't super great, he kind of had just his arms at his side and kind of out a little bit. Um, I didn't really use Morocco all that much for that reason. Uh, pose for me was the reason I didn't use him that much. You couldn't do much. Yeah. It wasn't that great. No. And uh, last, certainly not least, Tito Santana who Tim refers to as Jobber. Who does have one win over The Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that history lesson, Jeff. Actually, I, I just saw it today online. I saw the uh, where he hit Undertaker with the urn. And I forget it was in another country. But anyways, he hit him with the urn and uh, he pinned him one, two, three. So Wow. So, so you can look it up on YouTube. Tito Santana beats The Undertaker. Yep. And he was wearing a Strikeforce gear. Anyways, go ahead. All right. So Tim, I was going to ask you out of all of these guys, who did you use the most and who did you use the least? Well, Scott, I bet you, you know who I used the most, the goat, uh, Bobby Heenan. Just, yep. He was involved in everything, man. As soon as I got the set, he was married to my Orndorff and, um, big John stud and Andre and just everybody really uh, that was Heenan family Bundy. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that guy was doing the, turnbuckle flip thing and just he was definitely the guy i mean of course ventura was at ringside and i was doing my best to do my ventura impersonations while calling my matches and macho <laughs> man got used quite a bit too but um yep. i would say heenan for sure nice yeah i think if you looked at a lot of kids collections that had bobby heenan in it that was the one manager that was roughed and scuffed up the most kids loved beating on that heenan figure I got to add, Jeff, I, I was late to the game last year when you guys did your Hall of Fame and you were asking the listeners who should go into the Hall of Fame. Mm -hmm. And I, I it was my own fault. I tweeted too late for this Bobby Heenan. But if this guy doesn't go in this year, I'm going to come to your physical Hall of Fame. I'm going to break in and I'm going to hang this figure on the wall. <laughs> and then I'm going to jump back out the window before I get arrested. I wouldn't even be mad at it. I wouldn't even arrest you. I wouldn't even press charges or anything. <laughs> we would not press charges. Yeah. We'd actually be mad at ourselves. We'd press charges on us. Yeah. You know what? We suck. We yeah. deserve this. This is neglect and we're being called on it and we deserve it. And Tim, go ahead and take my real scale ring with you. I'm sorry I put you through all this. <laughs> okay, Tim, I do have to ask one other question because this drove Scott nuts, but when you played with your wrestling figures, was it arms under the ropes? Or was your arms over the ropes? Uh, I think the majority of it was through the second and third because I didn't want to oh. stretch out my top rope. 
Oh. So Scott used to get so pissed at me because, well, it was my own ring. Uh, our parents bought the ring for me and one for Scott. So when Scott wasn't home, guess what happened? War games, baby. But anyways. Oh, you <laughs> son of a. Whatever. <laughs> I. I guess I better come clean now, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I would put my arms over the ropes and it would, then you get the sag. Yeah. You got the sag and the ropes and it lost its elasticity, but Very well done, Jeff. Mine lost that too. It, it drove yeah. Scott. It drove Scott absolutely crazy because Scott would always put his arms under the ropes. And oh, like under the, under the bottom rope, under the bottom rope. Well, but how did you do war games? You well, can't I, throw war games out there and then not explain how you did that. I shouldn't say war games. I basically pushed two rings together and called it war games. Okay. Because we only had one cage. I got you. So what did you find that cage, by the way? We got it as a Christmas gift. Okay. I would imagine mom found it at Toys R Us in Hayward. Santa. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. I mean, Santa found it most likely (laughs) at Toys R Us in Hayward. Santa Claus, (laughs) (laughs) X-A-N-T-A. I only saw that cage one time. I was on a road trip. As a kid, you know, with my family down in LA and my, my aunt took me to Toys R Us and I saw that cage there. I just remember like literally sweating in the aisle. Like I, I'm not that close to my aunt. I don't have money to buy this thing. I'm never going to see this again. I got to have it. What am I going to do? So <laughs> it's big. I, I can't steal it. <laughs> yeah. So I like had to muster up the courage. Like, is there any way you could buy that? And like, well, I promised my mom will pay you back. Like, <laughs> Like, like she was worried about that. It was pretty funny looking back, but yeah, that, that was my uh, the only time I ever saw that cage. And you got it? I did, yeah. Nice. And so a buddy of mine had it, so then he brought his over and we did the war games with the, with the big blue cage. That's great. Yeah, you take out the two pieces, shove those rings together, and that's awesome. I love yeah, that. That was fun. No roof, though, but... Yeah. Hey, whatever. You had to have somewhere to put your hands, right? Yeah. Well, that, right. Yeah. That was the hard part. Cause you would have to go over the cage to have your match. So like, I don't know, that was difficult to, when you would have a cage match, but you had to have a cage match because you had to recreate Hogan Bundy. Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, what was great about those rings too, is it had the white plastic bottom mm-hmm. and the more scuff marks and scratches yeah. you saw on that white bottom, Man, you knew those figures were just well-loved. So anytime you see one of those old rings and it's just all marked up, man, that's just all childhood memories right there, man. Just great memories of just sitting playing figures and, you know, having wrestling on TV or music in the background or eating a whole box of Reese's Peanut Butter Cup minis. Just, <laughs> just good times, man. That was just, just the innocence of it and just all the memories that we got from that and all these years later being able to share it with listeners. And it's just so cool. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask Tim too is, so we talked about which one you used the most. And I think it was the same for me was Heenan, uh, which figure was used the least. It's gotta be S.T. Jones, um, over Morocco. Yeah. I mean, Morocco, okay. because, because I got the Fuji, um, uh, I had to use some imagination with that. I don't know what that thing is like a high school, like a 1980s high school gym t-shirt or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. One of those Alcatraz shirts. I don't know. It's just really weird. It's like um, one of those uh, custom-made Greg Valentine. I broke Wahoo's leg shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, wrestling tees store or whatever that place is called. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, so uh, of course, uh, like Steamboat Morocco feud was a big deal when when I was playing with these figures. And gotcha. So yeah, I did use Morocco. Uh, was Pose a big deal to you? What pose they were in? Uh, I remember it irritating me, like you know yeah. Jesse's arm and stuff like that. But I would, I'd still power through it. Um, gotcha. Yeah, you had to. I mean, some of these guys were integral to wrestling at the time, and it was just one of those things where just a different time right guys i mean you you really had to use so much more imagination than i would imagine kids are using today because you you see people's figure photography out there and it's like my god like compared to what i mean imagine if you had a camera and tried to do figure photography with these guys how people would look at that like what are you even trying to do yeah (laughs) yeah where do i even buy a polaroid camera (laughs) right but it is art to us Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, I actually used SD a lot. I did too. Because I, I was a huge SD. I don't know why I loved SD Jones. I just did. And so I, he might've actually been my intercontinental champion at one point because of like interference or something. And like, yeah. he just happened to win the title, but I, I loved his pose. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, the headbutt, you know, you could always go for the headbutt. That was a game winner for him. The power slam because of his pose that was also a finisher for him. I just, I loved using that one. And for me, it was, I guess my imagination, Tim, wasn't as strong as yours. And the pose had a lot to do with how much I used a wrestler. Like Cowboy Bob Horton, okay. for example, rarely used him. Ted Arcidi, rarely used him. So it, it, to me, it had a lot to do with the pose, unfortunately. I could definitely see it going one way or the other. The, uh, the Orton for me, was like, again, WrestleMania, Piper, Orndorff, Orton, that those were my guys. I mean, for a big portion of, of playing, the good thing about Orton was he was like the corner guy and he was in his vest and he had the bad pose. So it was like true. Yeah. You could almost go manager with him. Yeah. Have him come in and elbow somebody and get back out of the ring. And that was pretty much it. Superplex. Good for the superplex. That's true. And one thing I wish they would have done with Orton is put a removable cast. Oh, yeah. That would have been great, man. If, if they could have done a removable cast with Orton, that would have added a, just, you know, a little extra layer that kind of bumps it up the charts a little bit. Um, I know I used to sit in school and think about what my card was going to be that night. Or yes, sometimes yeah. I just took all the wrestlers in one big pile and just blindly started picking, you know, four guys. So it almost became like a, what was that battle bowl that WCW did? Where right. it was just random yep. tag teams or it was just two guys I would randomly grab and they'd have a match. So that was just, it was the fun of playing with your figures. But I did find myself at school a lot of times coming up with these like crazy, oh, I think so-and-so is going to swerve on so-and-so and then take on so-and-so as his manager. And that was just, it was so much fun coming up with all that at school and then going home, pounding out your homework, watching your cartoons. And then it was figure time. And that, God, that was just so much fun. Tim, how did you do it? Like, would you formulate your, your super cards at school? Or would you just go home and just on the fly start creating your cards? Yeah, I I kind of was always 100% obsessed with wrestling. So it was always on my mind. And you, you remember Same. like the uh, the program cards you would get when you would go to the house shows? That they yes. Used to have in, yep. the in- it was the insert, the I program, take, yes. Yeah. So I would take those and with tracing paper, I would trace, you know, the logo the best I could, the line the main event the verses all that stuff except for the names that's and then i would level, go dude. in and yeah and i would i wish i could find them i'm i have to have one somewhere because i just i'm sure i would laugh at it but i just love to have it anyway i make awesome. my cards like that and i 
I do house shows. Like I tonight we're, you know, the Boston Garden or whatever, and and I would do different cities. Like that those little details matter to me for whatever reason. Um so yeah, I I I think I tended to kind of follow the real storyline swerves. I didn't go out of those lanes very much. But gotcha. I definitely like you said, I would love to have SD, you know, through a good fist. So I'd I'd love to have him like I'm like I'm convincing myself he has a chance of winning this match and then <laughs> get crushed and lose, you know. So just... you know what's funny, dude, is you were talking about that battle bowl match. You couldn't really do that with LJN because I don't know if you would do it, but what I would do is I'd be like, okay, I'm going to dump the wrestlers out into one huge pile and I'm going to reach in. Yes. But then you would start feeling around and you're like, oh, that's King Kong Bundy. I know that. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Yes, you're right. Well, you're King right. Kong Bundy is teaming with Big John Studd. So let me see if I can feel for Big John Studd. <laughs> yeah. I think that's Big John Studd or it's Hogan. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to. Oh, cool. It's Big John Studd. Okay, Bundy and Big John Studd are facing. And then you'd reach back in. Okay, that I think that's dynamite. Uh-huh. So now I got a feel for Davey. So <laughs> I, I don't know about you, dude, that that's what I would do when I would have that quote unquote, that battle bowl style of picking a card. I hear you. There was every possibility you were feeling around for certain names because that was the match you wanted to have. Okay. So now the, the $64,000 question for Tim, did you have any of the black card series LJNs? I did. I'm trying to remember all the ones that were in there because I didn't have them all. Well, so like Warrior, Boss Man, Rick Rude. I didn't have Rude. I had I had Boss Man. I had Warrior. I didn't get uh, Demolition or the, what do you guys call them? The Powers of Demolition. The Powers of Demolition, yep. I, I didn't have either of those. Uh, basically, what I think I told Jeff this on a previous episode that I went on, Jeff, you can help me out because you actually helped me out the last time I talked to you about this. There's a company in like the wrestler and uh, pro wrestling illustrated that sold wrestling figures. I want to say they were like back east somewhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In New York, yep. the wrestling ring. Yes. The wrestling ring. Scott, you just won $64. For... <laughs> so, <laughs> I can't do 64,000. So. <laughs> and it's going to be monopoly money. Tim's going to spot me 64 points next year in baseball. <laughs> yeah. I did that for you like four times this year. Right? <laughs> That's true. You're paid up. We're good. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, I, I went, I, by the time I discovered those in that magazine, came up with the money, got permission to order them. Uh, some of those guys were already sold out and no. sold out. Uh, that was like, I never got another chance, but man, like the honky tonk man with the, what was the deal with him? Like painting skin color on. So as soon as your guy got punched once, his nose was just gone. Honky turned blue underneath. He was truly a Smurf. Uh, so <laughs> Grand Toys took the line over and obviously they were starting to cut costs. So that's, that's kind of what happened. Okay. I think they probably molded honky out of blue rubber. And then paints it over the top of it because this whole outfit was essentially blue with some accents. So yeah. I think honestly they were just cutting costs, and then that's what happened. Like DiBiase too, it was just it was really crappy paint on them. Yeah. Like our DiBiase, if you look at a lot of people's DiBiases, they're very scratched up. Yeah, and the paint wasn't as good. Um, but that was just Grand Toys, man. Just the quality wasn't there. What LJN had, and just unfortunately, if you got them and you played with them they were getting beat up really, really quick. 
by by the time Honky Tonk Man came out, he was like one of my favorite wrestlers at that point in time. And so for him to be that crummy of a that was was devastating. Like that that really broke my spirit, man. Yeah, well, for sure. And then I mean, the figure itself wasn't super great. You know, he had his outfit on. Like you could really recreate SummerSlam '88 with him. You know, because <laughs> he never took his outfit off. He just right. got squashed. Um, right. But I, I didn't use Honky that much. Yes, you could do his finishing move, but the fact that he was in his, his entrance gear yeah. and not his ring gear, that affected my playability with him a lot. I think the one black card for me that was just like amazing and used the most was Warrior. But I think that was oh, honestly yeah. every kid in the late 80s had to get an Ultimate Warrior. And when they got Ultimate Warrior, he shot up the ranks on their card. Like he was used in almost every single match. Like, our warrior, I think, by the time we got him to the time he finished, was probably in more matches than Hogan. And we had Hogan like three times as long as we had Warrior. But man, that was just like the ultimate in getting a wrestling figure was when you grabbed a Warrior. Our Warrior's face paint was actually coming off like at WrestleMania yeah. 6. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, <laughs> that is I very mean, did true. Did you guys have like the multiple, like the, the world title obviously was that black belt and they had the brown tag so did you guys use those for your intercontinental and your tag? How did you shoot that down? Yeah, we basically, I don't know about Scott because Scott and I had different play times, but I would basically have the brown belt be the intercontinental as well as the brown belt be the tag champs. Okay, Same. Gotcha. Yeah, because we had so many of the brown belts, but there was only one of the black belt. So mm-hmm. yeah, that just, it doubled. It just, yep. Whatever, use our imagination. That's the IC title too. <laughs> I wish they would have made an IC belt. They could have put it with so many different guys. You could go with Tito, Valentine. Yeah. Right? You could have put it with Steamboat, Honky Tonk Man, Savage. Macho Man. Yeah. yeah. That's so my favorite. Guys. That's my favorite belt. I'm always talking to Nate about. I, I haven't dove into the replica belts yet, but that, that Intercontinental with the red W on it is my favorite belt of all time. Exactly. 100%. It's got to have that red. There's yep. a, it, It's funny, too, because when I get a Intercontinental belt, with like Ricky Steamboat or a Savage or whatever it may be from Mattel. I'm like, you guys could, I, mean, I understand why the F isn't there, but you guys couldn't painted the red or kind of literally a dot of paint. Just, just put it right a, there. Just, yeah, a dot. just put a little red. <laughs> and and I, I know I can do it or, you know, I could send my belt off to Nate and have him do it or something. I don't know, but I just put a little dot of paint. You guys made the silver ta- or the, yeah, the dullish tag team titles. Yes. Of which I still need to get one of those, by the way, I'm one short. They're actually cheap on, I shouldn't say cheap, but they are cheaper now on eBay. So are they really? Okay. Yeah. I need to go purchase one of those. I I need to get a couple as well. All right. So I did go onto eBay and did pull some prices now. So a lot of these were sold listings. I couldn't tell if the cards were completely mint. So I was just going by last sold listing. As good as it's going to get for like mid thirties. Exactly. Right. These things are way old, man. Trying to find mint specimens of these. I'm way old too. Anyways. Yeah. (laughs) But you're still a mint specimen, Jeff. Oh, I'm going to just move along because there's so many jokes I could throw in there. But anyways, (laughs) all right. Bobby Heenan last sold eBay auction. He was on card with a yellow bubble last sold was September 4th for $144 and 69 cents. Hmm. A figure that at least I got for Easter. I don't know about you, Scott. Bruno San Martino last sold eBay listing was September 30th. They had it on a buy it now for $319.23. But thank you to Mike the Cleaner for sending over that website, 130 point. It does give the actual accepted offer. So thank you again, Mike the Cleaner. 
they accepted an offer for $260. Oof. Wow. Okay. So I guess we should mention, I'm really happy that Tim had us do this series, series three, because this is the one that has the story that Marty and Sarah love so much where mom got into the car accident on the way to Toys R Us. (laughs) And I think she was going to try to turn around and go home. But I looked over at her. I was like, after we, you know, everything got cleared up, everybody was fine. We all went on our way. And I'm like, mom, we're still going to Toys R Us. Right. And the look she gave me, (laughs) but it was so worth it because she was pissed at me. She wasn't mad at Jeff. I took that bullet for us. (laughs) We got the Toys R Us. And that's where we found Bruno and SD Jones having zero idea that they were even coming out. And what happened with the SD Jones? (laughs) I stole it out of some dude's hand. I was like, Hey, could I see that figure? And he's like, because he's holding it. He pulled it off of the peg. I saw him do it. He's holding it, looking at it, talking to his buddy. And he's like, dude, look at this. This is awesome. SD Jones. And I'm like, whoa, I haven't seen that. Can I see that real quick? And the guy's like, okay. And he hands it to me and I walk away with the figure. I went around the next aisle and like, I'm trying to hide and I can hear them coming. And I'm almost like doing like around the rosy with the, in the aisles. Like, and finally they just split They're like, screw this kid. And we went home with SD Jones. Well, the funny thing is, is you just bolted after you took it out of the guy's hand. I'm standing there like a tool in the middle of the aisle. Just going, uh, I'm like, look, I took mom's look. You can take this dude's punch. All right. This is for the figures. Don't forget that. So, so I'm like, well, I guess I need to follow my brother. But again, Scott's doing ring around the rosy. <laughs> and so I go over, I'm looking down the aisle because it went to an end cap. You can go left or right. And I'm looking for Scott and I'm like, I don't know where Scott is now. And now the guys I'm hiding behind the Barbies. Now the guys are walking by me and I'm like, oh crap, where's Scott? And so next thing I know, I turn around, Scott's coming behind me, you know, whoa. Whoa, hey, easy. Hey, not like that. You said oh, we wouldn't tell that story on the show. He could never leave his brothers behind. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Um, anyway, so it, the ring around the rosy thing just happened for, I'd say, a good minute or so. And then finally, the guys were like, I guess I'm going to get Nesty Jones. And they just walked off. <laughs> yep. Off they go. <laughs> I so, thought you were going to say, Jeff, Jeff, I thought you were going to say Scott was hiding like in one of those cribs or something. <laughs> Curled no. up with my SD Jones figure. Yeah. <laughs> or, or Jeff was going to say, oh, darn, did he do that to you too? He did that to me last week when I came in here. Dude, my, my seven, eight-year-old brain didn't move that fast, man. <laughs> it's like, where'd Scott go? My 43-year-old brain doesn't move that fast either, but I would have been able to come up with it. Touché. But anyways, I got the Bruno San Martino for Easter and I remember getting it and I was like, Oh, Bruno, he's in trunks. Like, why isn't he in his announcer gimmick? Kind of going back to what you were talking about, Tim, with Jesse Ventura. I was like, why isn't he in his announcer gimmick? You know, his get up. I didn't understand that. And come to find out, because we didn't have any WWE 24 7 or any network, Bruno was a wrestler prior. And And he wasn't on a lot of Coliseum videos, you know, so we wouldn't have seen a lot of his matches. Correct. Because he would wrestle at the garden, he would fill in. And he would do some spot shows, but it wasn't like that often. So, yeah. And then he did jump into that feud with Macho Man and Adrian Adonis versus uh-huh. Bruno. And I want to say maybe it was Tito or Ricky. I thought it like, was his son. Well, okay. So, yeah, David was a part of it at one point, too. Oh, but yeah. I think later on, like after David had already departed the company, Bruno was still kind of hanging around and they threw him into a series of tag matches. And that's how we knew Bruno matches. This was kind of like maybe the first attempt at doing a legend in a in a, a wrestling figure line that's a great point and then hasbro never did it Mm-mm. toy biz never did it we didn't get something like that really until 
I would say it was the, the taller scale jacks. I forget what they were called. Was it Ripton Ruthless or something I, like that? Ring? It wasn't Ring Giants, was it? No, it wasn't Ring Giants. They were boxed figures and they did Captain Lou. They I did remember Freddy Blassie's wrestler. They did, uh, I want to say Andre, Snooka. Andre. Andre, yes. And I think that was really like somebody's first attempt at doing Legends. Correct. Uh, I apologize to Figures Toy Company if their Legends line was first. But the first one I remember was the Jacks that came out at, I, I, Toys R Us had a ton of them. Correct. But that was the first time I remember seeing Legends. But this might be the first attempt at doing what was at that time a legend. Captain Lou last sold eBay listing was on September 9th for $50 on one bid. One day prior, someone had a buy it now for $399.99 and accepted Whoa. a $340 offer. Dang, that's quite a, that's a big jump. Was it a difference in the card quality, I wonder? possibly dude i think it would have to be as i said i couldn't you can't go back and look at details of the card or anything like that so okay gotcha captain lou had a lot of figures where the shirt was off-centered and stuff too where like half of it wasn't centered so like some of it wasn't showing the way it was supposed to Mm -hmm. i don't know if that figures into it or not Eh, possibly maybe an error card or something like or not an error card but an error figure yeah i think just the painting was sloppy back then however they applied those logos on there i don't even know if those were done obviously they weren't hand painted but i I don't don't know i just noticed i had i had seen multiple of those where the shirt was off-centered and they were different colors sometimes too like the the piece on albano's shirt up on his chest like uh like a lapel almost or like a fold in his shirt sometimes it was white and sometimes it was red and that's Ooh, a great point by Tim that sometimes it was just completely off center. So that, yeah, that could definitely have a lot to do with the price of the figure. Classy Freddy Blassie, last sold eBay listing, August 20th. It was on a buy it now for 140, but the person selling accepted an offer for $135. Corporal Kirshner, last sold eBay listing was October 2nd for $190.37 on 31 bids. Wow. Do we know which uh, variation that was? Or I should say, which version of the- I did not see it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So couldn't find the single cards of Dynamite Kid and Davey Boy Smith. So I just pulled the last sold tag team set. Last sold was on September 1st for $595. I don't know how how well the card was, obviously. But anyways. God, how fun were those tag team sets to open back in the day? They were great. And just the presentation of them was so nice too. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You had the two tag belts right in between them, stacked on top of each other. And then yep. on either side, just beautiful figures. And then you'd rip that tape off of the side, crack that thing open, pull out that big honking plastic insert with the figures in there. You're popping up. Oh, such good times opening those figures, man. Yep. Jesse Ventura, last sold eBay listing was August 1st for $350 on one bid. Jimmy Hart, last sold eBay listing, August 21st for $102.50 on 13 bids. Mean Gene Okerlund, last sold September 25th for $199 on one bid. Mr. Fuji, last sold September 28th for $165 on one bid. Randy Savage, last sold eBay listing was September 10th for $285 on two bids. Wow. That went for a couple dollars. It sure did. Ricky Steamboat, last sold October 4th for $227.50 on a buy it now. Wow. 
SD Jones. Now I had to do this loose because I couldn't find any carded SD Jones. Okay. For the red shirt, last sold was September 28th for $8.50 on eight bids. Oh, SD holds the bottom line then. For the Hawaiian <laughs> shirt was $6.50 on 10 bids. Oh Maybe man, this saw. is the lowest SD's been since WrestleMania one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So those were both loose. From the pictures, it looked like it had didn't have much scuff on it. So, so it's pretty it, clean. Yeah. Man. Terry Funk, loose complete. I had to go by. I couldn't go by any um, carded ones. So loose complete was $46.63 on four bids on September 26th. Magnificent Morocco with the large font and small font on the shirt. eBay, loose with bio card and poster. Oh, okay. So they're dressing it up a little bit. I like that. September 18th for $21. Tito Santana, last sold eBay was September 30th. Now it was in an acrylic case. Oh, okay. So it must've been a nice card then. It was a very nice card from the pictures. Okay. Sold for $1,100 on a buy it now. Oh, what? So I couldn't tell if it was graded or not. I couldn't. And, and this was Blue Trunks Tito. Correct. Wow, dude. I, I couldn't tell if it was graded. Okay. That, that was the problem is, uh, as I said, you go back on these sold listings and you click on it and it just brings up a little small picture saying, hey, right. this auction's ended. It's like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. I just want to see what, <laughs> I want to see what it, it looked like, you know? Wow. That's $1,100. Wow. I know. I know. So anyways, that oh. is it for those on the eBay prices. Was there any that were surprising outside of the Tito Santana? No, that, that one for me takes the cake, dude. The Over the Santa. SD, Scott? Well, <laughs> <laughs> poor SD Jones, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 1100 for a Tito. And, and he, was, he was Target Tito before the Target Tito. Like, I saw Tito Santana everywhere. Like, to LJN's dying days, there were Titos lining the pegs. <laughs> So that's insane to think if you had just picked one up that was a halfway decent card, put it, just put it away in a case by itself, that it would be worth that much today. That's insane to me. Can I ask, why do you think that is with Tito? Because I felt like Tito Santana was a really good wrestler. And one of my earliest memories of him was in the, uh, in the cage match with uh, Valentine. Yes. For the green intercontinental title. The green strap. Mm -hmm. Yep. I always thought he was a, you know, decent enough wrestler, but he never kind of got over that mid card intercontinental, you know, that was a different time back then. They didn't, if you weren't like a top guy, you weren't going to get any top guy match time, but right. Why, right. why do you guys think he didn't get through? Do you think that's why his figures are standing where they do or it's hard to say. I mean, probably because like you said, he, he never topped out. Like, I guess you could say the same for junkyard dog, right? His remember his elite that True. sat around forever in the white tights. Yeah. Like almost the same kind of thing. Like just a guy that was destined for the mid card, but even Tito was a lot more decorated than junkyard dog was during his WWF career guy held intercontinental and tag straps. Um, or maybe it is, they just haven't done the right Tito yet. You know? Yeah. They did one that was kind of strike force with the target Tito, but I think you do the right Tito in an elite line with a Rick Martel, mm -hmm. not a two pack, but in the same series strike force as a tag team. I think that might be the best-selling Tito of all time. And, and not a two-pack with Rick Martel where Martel's like pale white. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Do a good Martell this time, please. <laughs> and you know what I was going to ask Tim too? I was going to ask him during the, the Hogan and Terry Funk talk for the upcoming Coliseum video release. But Tim, who would you like to see? Because obviously this is a big love letter to the LJN line. They're doing them in sets of two, apparently. Who would you like to see for some upcoming series in sets of two? What are some names you'd like to see being thrown out with this uh, this love letter to LJN? That's a tricky one because a lot of the figures that you would like to see based off the LJN figures have already been done, of course. So, well, it's going to go where it's been going, which is like, give us some of the managers somehow. I don't know what would make sense in a two-pack, but... Man, if you could get a slick or yes, please. There's so many. Uh, that's a, that's a tough one. I just don't know how you would make sense of the of the managers. But I'd love to see. I'd love to see more Jimmy Hart's with uh, different jackets, like a Nasty Boy, Jimmy Hart, or uh, Natural Disasters or whatever gear you could come up with. Uh, they could honestly do some better Bobby Heenan's I think like with the glitter jackets that he used to wear the sequins not glitter I guess they didn't just dump a bag of glitter on his <laughs> anyway uh <laughs> his sequins jackets uh those would be cool um I think Scott you and I talked about this before give us a primetime wrestling box set yes you know with gorilla and Bobby in a and maybe a little primetime set in the back of the box I would love that. I think that would just, I think that would be just sold out before. That would be one of those one second sellouts. Yeah. Cause remember how hard it was to even find Gorilla to begin with when they released his Elite? That yeah. thing was impossible. Tim, you helped me get that. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, that is that Eddie that has that? Uh, well, uh, yes. You're correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I, I was fortunate enough to find a few of those and I helped out a few people and I still have one. I, that was one of the guys I, I pretty much collect loose, but I, there's certain guys that I keep mint on card. So grill is one that I have a mint on card and one loose, but yeah, that was a super hard figure to find. It was, still is. it really was. Yeah. I would even love to see them do because remember primetime was also Piper sometimes on there. So you could do like a, a Piper and a Heenan. Yeah. From primetime, and then you could have like a primetime themed box. You know what the tough thing is, is about these ultimates doing uh, LJN inspired. And if they're going to keep them true to form and try to pose them the same way and everything, how are you going to dress up an ultimate of, and we talked about this last week with Ricky Steamboat, and you had mentioned the jacket or the uh, karate jacket that he would wear. But I think you would put him in his prototype outfit. Well, if they're going to keep it true to form is, you know, I don't think they're going to go that route. And same with, right. same with, um, let's say Magnificent Morocco. Is it just going to be a cloth shirt that says Magnificent Morocco? That's not going to be an ultimate. Right. I, mean, I guess extra heads. I, I'm really curious how they're going to dress up a lot of the guys that we got from that LJN line. And that's one thing I'm going to be really interested to see is, okay, yeah, you can, like they did with the Hogan, they gave them the white shirt, you know, they made it cloth. They put the belt on them. Okay. They, they're, they're dressing it up. They're Terry, adding value. Yes. Terry, Terry Funk had plenty of accessories. He had the right. top hat. He had the branding iron. And they can do the cloth chaps. But I'm going to just throw this out there. They're, I know they're not going to do it, but Campatera. What would they yeah. what would they do for Campatera? They're outside of a cloth singlet, there's not much you could do. <laughs> I don't want a Campatera with a cloth singlet that's removable. <laughs> I don't <laughs> yeah, I don't think anybody 
nobody does. <laughs> it's like getting a Typhoon Superstars figure with a single that's removable. <laughs> nobody wants to see that. Like, keep that thing on. But, but I'm really curious to see what they're going to do to dress these up because there was a lot of guys that didn't have accessories, guys that didn't have, you know, uh, stuff that came with them. They were just a figure and that's it. I think your next set, honestly, and this is in all honesty, I think your next set is going to be Piper and Orton. Okay. Because there's added value in Bob's hat, Bob's cloth vest, Bob's cast, which should have come with the LJN. And then you've got Piper with a cloth shirt and the cloth skill, uh, cloth kilt. I think there's added value in that. So, and, and it makes sense because they were connected at the hip for so long in the 80s. I think that's going to be your next two-pack from Mattel. Well, how would you guys feel about a Morocco Fuji two-pack where Morocco had his that white shirt, like the beach bum shirt that he wore, as opposed to this old gym shirt or whatever it is that he was wearing, would that be like deviating from true form too much? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. If, if, if it's true, like what Jeff is saying is like, they wouldn't even consider doing like a prototype figure, like George, the animal with the black painted on chest hair or Ricky and his black and red tights, or even Tito and his maroon trunks with the different pose. Like I, I don't, if they're going to hold true to form and make it a true love letter, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to get different looks. I think they are going to stick to true. What was the LJN look? And when you start going down the list of guys that had accessories, stuff, you could make cloth goods instead of molded on. I think the next two, it makes a lot of sense that it's going to be Piper and Orton. Not, not Outback Jack and Coco beware. <laughs> as I much would, as i want that <laughs> i i would love a frankie <laughs> I, I would love to have coco show up somewhere down the road in this coliseum video release set there was a lot of excitement for that coco figure when he was yes. announced in that elite line it's been so long since we've gotten coco and those figures are so few and far between of coco figures in the entire wrestling figure catalog like go to wrestling figure database punch in coco beware and see the pathetic list that is Coco figures. And yep. you can see why people would be excited about getting one. And when was that? 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. something like that. Like, yeah, we're long overdue for a Coco figure. Yeah. Like Kenny whole, said last week. Famer for crying out loud. Yes. Like Kenny said last week, put some <laughs> respect on that name. Give us more <laughs> Coco figures. Oh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is going to round out the show. Tim, I want to thank you for being on. And what I would like you to do is I'd like you to get your plugs in one more time. Yeah. Thanks again, guys, for having me on. It's a blast. Like I say, uh, I wouldn't have a podcast uh, if it wasn't for you guys. And um, I, I appreciate the support and just your guys' friendship has meant the world to me. Just getting into this uh, fig life community, meeting people, making great friends, connecting up with guys. Um, It's, it just, it's meant the world to me. So thank you guys for having me on. And uh, if you guys are so inclined, I always say, check me out on social media at um, a chair shot on Twitter. Apparently that's a band name on Instagram. So if you want to get me on Instagram, I am the patient prowler. I guess somebody must've been a chair shot and done some awful thing. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So yeah, that's where you can find me. And uh, just, I appreciate everybody that listens to my podcast and appreciate you guys loads for having me on here. Absolutely. Our pleasure, dude. We had a blast, man. And it's one of those things I said it earlier, but it's one of the coolest parts of doing this show is the friends that we've made. And 100%, dude, you're not like, 
a fellow podcaster, you are truly a friend of Jeff and I, man. And it's, it's one of the coolest parts of doing the show. I'm so happy that you found us. I'm so happy that we found you. And like Jeff said, thank you for being on the show tonight, man. We truly consider you a friend. I, I'd offer you guys a group hug, but if you'll take a rain check, maybe at the uh, <laughs> San Jose toy show coming up. Ah, I like it. I like it. Hey, we'll do group hugs at San Jose toy shows, fantasy baseball drafts. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So wherever we'll all do group hugs. And then we'll try to talk that guy down on that $6,000 white shirt. Hogan LJ. Yeah, that ain't happening. That's <laughs> not. I wonder if we'll run into that Tito Santana while we're there. The 1100. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That might be the guy that bought it. And he's going to sell it to us for free. <laughs> <laughs> Buyers regret it's there for like $84. all right i want to get the other podcasting buddies out of the way as well breaker baines power hour of course we spoke so highly of breaker earlier he's just a great friend as well we're talking about friends and doing group hugs one day him and i will meet and scott you'll be with us we'll all do a group hug there too as well can't wait also check out breaker side projects you know it's fake right and the tb toy cast also check out our good friends steve and eric over at the positively pro wrestling podcast fun retro show over there that i love listening to check out our friends seth sheena and marco over at the chick foley show we got that great man justin summers from the wrestling cheers got rj from ringside rant one of the funniest guys i know rucker he's doing boot to the face we got soda and ethan talking about two guys as well that's met up because of the fig life and now they're exactly doing, they're doing a podcast about nascar go listen to that over in the marbles pod and scott what you got for drunk wrestling history well we do not have a show this week we're kind of off schedule a little bit because we got a little vacation coming up to new orleans next week so we've had to kind of juggle around like our recording times everybody's been busy so long story short no show this week there will be one next week i'm not going to spoil what that is you'll find out next week so no show this week, but give us a follow on Twitter at wrestling underscore drunk. Basically, you can find us wherever you find your podcasts at. Because we're drunk wrestling history, we're not always accurate, but we are always drunk. Okay, don't spoil it, but do you have any hints that you can drop of what the show is next week? Lex Express. Is that a big enough spoiler for you? Are you guys going to talk about the bus and like how much it took to fill up the thing? Or <laughs> <laughs> That's all the spoiler you get, dude. Yeah. What did it cost in 1993 to fill the bus compared to what it cost in 2022 to fill the bus? I think it costs more to fill the bus than Vince paid for. Uh, never mind. Uh, I see what you did there. Wait, what Poor did Vince, Vince pay for? Uh, uh, a shitty flute. Oh, he bought the WWF off his dad, Jeff. It, it's an old story. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. It's way back. I gotcha. I gotcha. You can look it up on Wikipedia. Shitty flute's only $8. <laughs> I'm sure, what are we talking about here? Anyway, move past it, dude. It's okay. All right. All right. Also, check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Scott, roll call. Going to throw it out, of course, to the great Jason Wolf. We talked about him earlier. We talked about his amazing custom Hasbros, his chop shop. Check him out. You will not be disappointed. The art of Jason Wolf. If you need artwork, Jason is also your guy for that. So, artwork, custom Hasbros, what you need, Jason's got the art of Jason Wolf. And, of course, Jeff, going to round out roll call with. Outsidersbeardcode.com. All right, Tim, you want to do this one? Oh man, I've been looking forward to this. I'm turning <clears> it over. <throat> I'm turning it over to you. Go for it. Do it. So there's something about your beard hairs. And uh-huh. I'm really confused now if you want them to smell like your butt hairs, or is that off the table again? No, if they smell like cookies, you want it to smell okay, like your butt cookies, hairs. Cookies, you want them. Okay. <laughs> yes. 
So you uh, want your butt hairs and your beard hair smelling like cookies. Bane's yeah. rolling over in his grave right now with this read for his, <laughs> his company. All right, this has turned into a whole different thing. Bane, I apologize I'm, if you're listening. Dude. I'm sorry, Bane. Tim, Tim, go for it. Why don't you round that? I, I, I don't think I can make this any worse. I'm just going <laughs> to say go over and support Bane. Big, big love to big underscore Bane. Yes, we love big underscore Bane. And we love Outsiders Beer Co. Well, Scott does. Yes, all the essential oils, waxes, and as Kenny pointed out last week, balms for your beard to help it look and smell its best. Because Jeff, you don't want your beard hairs smelling like, like your butt hairs. hairs outsidersbeardco.com and jeff that rounds out roll call uh tim thank you again for being a good friend man and thank you again for also i want to thank everybody for chipping in and tim since you're here i want to thank you personally absolutely thank you you for chipping in on those honestly man it meant so much just getting those so anyways i I can't i honestly just can't say it enough so anyways thank you again tim scott for episode 350 anything else Tim, thank you so much for being on again, man. We love you. Thank you for being a friend of the show. Thank you for being a friend specifically to Jeff and I. Thank you for those Bulldogs figures. Stay safe, stay healthy, fig license 2016, and happy toy hunting. And I want to thank everyone for being on the summer of saying dude love. And Tim, I want to thank you one more time for being on tonight. You're welcome, man. Thank you guys for having me. No problem, man. Hashtag fig life. Adios. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.